The Missouri State High School Activities Association is an association of member schools that is self-governed. That governance structure has a rhythm about it that is annual. Every spring in the month of April, we put a ballot out to our membership so that our schools can vote on important topics that have to do with our governance through our bylaws. Additionally, we have a questionnaire that happens before that ballot comes out to give us more input on how we should write those questions so that we can get to the important opinions of our member schools. In January, prior to those two pieces, our executive staff goes out to each of our eight board districts, at one host site in each of those districts, and we conduct a meeting where we bring many of the issues that we plan to bring to the membership in the ballot, but also other issues that the board of directors is considering to gain feedback from the membership on those issues. For the next three episodes, we bring to you the area meeting topics that we are presenting and discussing at each of the eight board district area meetings. So if you've attended one of those meetings and want to rehash any of those topics, this is your opportunity. If you weren't unable to attend any of those meetings, this is your opportunity to hear maybe a summary, maybe without the the discussion among the member schools of all of those topics. And if you are not a member school at all or affiliated with the member school, but you're curious about what topics are kind of on Misha's plate right now, you're certainly welcome to listen to this and maybe you'll learn something. We appreciate you listening and we're going to cover a, a few of the topics in each of the next three episodes. Today's topics here in our first episode will be focusing on several topics in the area of football. That's probably going to be the biggest chunk of what we'll talk about today. And then we're going to talk about some academic issues with junior high that have to do specifically with homeschool participation. And then we'll also discuss just kind of an informational topic about the state track and field championships. There'll be a slight change in the coming years on the format of those championships. So we'll have two discussion topics where we're going to be actually listening to the the membership and what they have to say about these issues to inform our board of directors on kind of these straw poll discussions. And then that track and field topic topic will be really more information for you, the listener, and also our membership in the area meetings. Big topic this year is football. We actually have three different issues when we talk about football that we're going to bring to the membership during the area meetings. One of those is our playoff schedule. There is a move from our football advisory committee to change that a little bit, and we'll talk a little bit about that. We also want to talk about our football classifications and the potential to possibly reduce those by one class, and then also this possible adjustment to our enrollment restriction for our eight-man football. We'll get into those specifics in this episode. If you have been around football, high school football in the state of Missouri for any period of time, you know that we have gone through a number of different formats for our football postseason. And this is something that you see throughout the country. Many states have different formats for Missouri. In fact, I'm not certain that any state has (laughs) the same format as any other state. And there are lots of reasons for that. Numbers of, of teams sizes of schools, geographic setup of the state, where's your population focus, those kinds of things. But Missouri's particular playoff format has been in place for a few years, 10 10 or so years. 
and it was a change from from one that really looked at kind of the last third of the season as your district tournament and you had we had what we we would call round robin district tournaments and then we moved into the postseason after that we then moved into a more bracketed situation and that's where we are now so our bracketed football tournament right now for the classes that have a larger number of teams for us right now those are classes one through five and then we also run the same format in our eight-man football so class six has one fewer weeks in their postseason right now. And so our football season, if you make it to the championship game, class six is going to play the weekend of Thanksgiving and classes one through five and eight man will play the first weekend in December. And our football advisory committee in their meeting in 2021 recommended to the board of directors that we find a way to shorten the season and get everybody finishing up on Thanksgiving weekend, which is historically how Missouri has always finished their football championships. And so in order to do that, we're looking at taking what was a 10-week football season in which week 10 was the first round of the district tournament, a bracketed district tournament. And so every team in Missouri should be guaranteed 10 games with the potential that you would have a bye in week 10 and then week 11 would be your 10th game. But if you took your whole schedule, you'd get 10 games. And then from that point, the playoffs would begin. So in order to allow for ending that season one week earlier, we're now looking at a nine-week schedule, regular season schedule, where week nine would be the first round of the district tournament. And week 10, there still is a thought that If you want 10 games, we can still get 10 games. For the teams that went in week nine, then week 10 would be, you know, the district semifinal. For the teams that lose in week nine, week 10 would be the last game of the season. So we're looking at how to first, how do we handle that week 10? So with that background in mind, we're going to ask our membership in these area meetings a few questions. The first is... Do we support the concept that we want to to shorten the football season by a game? Now, that's not going to happen across the board. It kind of depends on how things happen for your school and your team in week nine or week 10. But are we supportive of condensing that season just a little bit and putting all of our championships finishing up by Thanksgiving weekend? So which classes those would be, we don't really know because there's some other things out there. We'll talk in just a minute about classification. But basically, if a class has more than 32 teams, Right now, their classification would have their championship the first weekend of December. Are we supportive of the idea that we need to condense that by one game and get everybody finished up by Thanksgiving weekend? So we'll ask that question. We're also going to ask the membership what their current thoughts about this week 10 issue with a week 9 losing team. So do we believe it's necessary to play that 10th game after losing week 9? And this is just a philosophical question we want to hear from the membership about. And if you do believe it's important to play that 10th game, are we looking at trying to set up those matchups within the district? If you have an 18 district, four teams are going to lose in week nine. And so we would set up week 10 games so that those four teams, there would be two games out of those four teams. Or do we believe that we should really look for doing that cross district? So take two districts find the two teams that are most similarly seated, and then play that game. So we're going to be asking those questions of the membership in regards to this postseason question. 
There's another issue that we want to talk about with football postseason, and that is our classification. So football currently has six classes in 11-man football and one class of eight-man football. That sixth class was added in the early 2000s. We were five classes for a number of years in 11-man. Added a six in the early 2000s with the idea that safety was the main issue, that the, these much, much larger schools were so much bigger and had generally, philosophy there is if you have a couple of thousand kids to choose from, you're going to find bigger, bigger, stronger, faster kids, whereas if you have, you know, 50 kids to choose from, the, the chances of having more than one of those are, is, is pretty low. So safety was the big factor there. So we've had six classes. When we went to our new classification system, which included the championship factor and the 2.0 differential, and let me explain that for those of you who may not understand or, or have heard of the 2.0 differential. Prior to the 2020-2021 school year, our classification system was, was really numbers-driven, the number of schools in each classification, and there were a lot of different factors that were, we looked at, but we were really looking at, at setting up tournament brackets, full tournament brackets. That's, that was the kind of the philosophy behind it. Doing so allowed for some classifications in many of our sports to have schools at the top and the bottom of a classification that were pretty vastly different in enrollment. And the complaint started to come up that it didn't seem fair that if you were the, one of the smaller schools in your classification that you were competing for that championship with schools who were three and sometimes more times larger than you in enrollment. Our board started looking at this, and we had some ad hoc committees. And long story short, this concept of trying to keep our classifications more like in size really drove the new plan for classification. So now, outside of class one, we are looking at trying to keep our classes. Well, we don't we don't just try. It's it's board policy. We have to do it. Try to keep our classes that the smallest school and the largest school, the differential between those, if you if you look at those two enrollments, the bigger school can be no more than two times bigger than the smaller school. That's that's the idea. And we've been able to do that in all of our sports. The reason we can't do it in class one is because we have some very small schools in our state. And, you know, if you have an enrollment of, of 32, then really trying to keep that differential less than 2.0 makes for really, really small classes. And so class one has to be much broader. So our rules, you can look this up in the Misha handbook. It's on misha.org. You can look up all the rules. It talks about how we do classification, and then it's supported by a very detailed board policy in the back of the book. And so that's how we deal with our classifications. So in football, we do the same thing. However, when we went to this process, the only thing we did is add classifications to sports that needed them because they were kind of out of whack with this 2.0 differential. In football, at that time, in the 2020-2021 school year, we could have easily had fewer than six classes in football. But we didn't. We stuck with six classes in 11-man football, and we made sure that everything stayed as it was. In many sports, we added classes. Football certainly didn't need that. There was another provision that was written in and when we put in the 2.0 differential and the championship factor, and that was that if a sport was losing teams as time went on, two or more years, their numbers coming down, then the board should consider whether or not to reduce that particular sport's number of classes. And that's where we are in football right now. 
football, the number of teams in 11-man football has been reducing really over the last 10 years. We are bringing data to our membership over the last five, but the total number of teams has just been going down. And this this is an issue of, of just participation. Our number of schools, we're, we're having not as much reduction. We do have reduction in the number of schools that are participating in 11-man football. We're having a lot of schools continue to co-op, which is, is good. But the number of teams are going down. So when you think about setting up championship brackets and tournament brackets, and you have less and less teams, eventually you start to get issues with those first round games. You know, you, how many buys are you going to have and all those things. So in football, we have been seeing this reduction. And so the question is, is it time to reduce the classifications of football by one? And that's the question that's going to be going to the membership. Now, th- these votes or these discussions in these area meetings, they won't make the decision. What we're trying to do is find out what, what our schools think about this issue and then take that information back to the board of directors who ultimately have the decision on classifications. The board of directors, they direct the postseason. And our Constitution and our bylaws allow for them to do that. And this is a big decision. And so they want to know what the members think about this issue. So that question will go to our membership. And so the question is pretty simple. Do you support contracting the 11-man football classifications from 6 to 5? So we'll be asking that question and taking that information back to our board of directors. The last issue having to do with football is 8-man. And 8-man has grown steadily over the last few years. We have some information that says we're going to grow again next year in 8-man. Schools who've been playing 11-man football are moving to 8-man. Right now, we have a, a maximum allowable enrollment. And when we talk about enrollment, we're talking about our 9th through 11th grade enrollment from the previous year. So we have what we call the enrollment declaration in the spring. Every year in March, schools need to turn in what their current enrollment is in ninth through 11th grades. And those are the numbers that we use to drive all of our classification decisions in the following year. So we have a cap for schools, eight-man football. And right now that cap is 150. If you have an enrollment of greater than 150, you can't play eight-man football. So our football coaches have come to us and said in this year's football advisory committee, and they had long discussions about all of these issues that we're also taking to the membership. And the football coaches in general are against contraction. They're against reducing the number of classes by one. But they also understand that it's the board's decision, and they'd like to know that they wanted to to put in some possibilities based on what the board might decide. And so they said, well, if we're going to contract, if we're going to go from six classes in 11-man to five, then we really want to look at increasing the maximum allowable enrollment for eight-man schools from 150 to 180. And if that happens, we also want to make sure that if you are a cooperative sponsorship, these co-op teams, multiple schools, two or more schools together to play football, that that particular max can only be at 150. So these are the possibilities. That's, that's again, it's an if. If the board were to decide to move from six classes to five in football, then our football coaches have said, hey, let's, if, we, if that happens, let's look at this enrollment cap for eight-man. And so we'll be asking our membership what they think about that issue, that if this were to happen, how do you feel about in, increasing that enrollment cap? 
We're going to have some academic topics that we'll discuss in our area meetings, and they're really specific to junior high. We have kind of three issues we're going to be talking about with junior high, two of those dealing with homeschool participation. We have bylaws that dictate how a student is eligible to participate at a given school. One of those is, how are you a bona fide student at that school? So we have what we call the traditional option, which is what maybe people outside of education uh, who think about public and non-public schools, who a student who is in seat all the time, they're not taking virtual courses, they take a full load. That is one way to become to be a bona fide student at that school and to be able to participate in mission activities. Then there are two other options. One allows for a student to earn credits through virtual education as, as long as your school is is transcripting those credits. This is all high school. The third option is really geared towards students who are homeschool students and want to participate with their local public school. So for public schools, a student can, if the school takes advantage of this particular option in our bylaws, a student can be enrolled in in two or more classes in that school, earning at least 1.0 credit per semester. The rest of their schooling is defined by that public school's board policy. How did how do they meet that 80% threshold that a, a traditional or a non, non-traditional option one would do? So we have three options for high school. Right now we only have two options for junior high, one being the traditional academic day and one being a MOCAP option where a student is involved in the Missouri virtual program, MOCAP courses, and they would be in seat for two classes a day. So we want to make our junior high options mirror our high school options. That's what we are hearing from the membership and and hearing from folks who have concerns with homeschool participation that the junior high should be mirroring the high school. So we're gonna ask the membership how they're feeling about that particular issue. And then the third issue with junior high is about virtual courses in the summertime. The high school allows for summer school courses to be virtual in order for a student to regain academic eligibility. There is a there's a provision in our bylaws. If you don't meet the credit requirement in the spring semester, you can gain back up to 1.0 of those credits in the summer. And in high school, it's allowable through virtual courses and in junior high, it is not. So we were, we're, again, we're trying to mirror what we're doing with high school and our junior high bylaws with that. So we'll be asking the membership their thoughts on those three topics at our area meetings. Another piece on the homeschool issue, we are aware that there has been legislation filed in the Missouri State House of Representatives in regards to homeschool participation. And there is concern among some of our state representatives that many public schools are not allowing for that non-traditional option two in which a homeschool student could participate. And there's movement at the state legislature to mandate that schools take part in that option. It's possible that legislation could go even farther and go bypass our bylaws and say it doesn't really matter if they have any in-seat time, they should be allowed to participate. And so that legislation has been filed. We know the junior high legislation has been filed, and we believe that at some point legislation could be filed to to look at this homeschool participation option, mandating school districts have these board policies in place where homeschool students should be able to participate. We'll be discussing with the membership that this is out there and that while our bylaws allow for local school control, 
in the end, our state government can and does always trump our bylaws. And if our state government were to make that decision to have state statute around homeschool participation, then our member schools would must comply. So we just want for our membership to be aware. There's not universal satisfaction at this point with how our member schools, especially our public schools, have taken advantage of non-traditional option two. So we want our members to understand that. Our track and field championships are the last two weekends in May each year. Historically, when we only had four classes, that was an easy split. Classes one and two the first weekend, and classes three and four the second. A few years ago, we went to five classes, and we kept with classes one and two the first weekend, and classes three through five the second weekend. We have enough data now to inform us that we will get to a much closer number of athletes if we move class three to the first weekend and leave four and five on the second weekend. And the reason for that is oftentimes in class one and even class two, you may have the same student qualifying in more events in class one and two than you do in classes three, four, and five. The the larger classifications tend to have more unique athletes qualifying for one, maybe two events. Additionally, our relays have alternates that can come in. And in a small school, oftentimes you have four athletes for a relay, and you may or may not have any alternates. At larger schools, you have the four athletes for the relay and then two alternates. So we end up with more people and more student-athletes in the larger classes per championship. So we will come out with just more manageable numbers each weekend if we move class three to the first weekend in 2024. This has been the Misha All Access Podcast. We thank you for listening. And you know, if you would subscribe to this podcast, it really helps other people find us. And so whatever your platform calls it, but if you want to follow or subscribe or whatever it is, please do that. It will ensure that as you are listening to podcasts, our next episode will pop up for you. And it also helps us with our analytics understanding if we're meeting the needs of our membership. So consider subscribing to the Misha All Access podcast.